I'm Ashley. I'm Valencia. And we're self-misguided. Okay, so this is Editing Ashley coming back just to let you know that this is actually part two of the life lessons we wish we learned sooner. So if you haven't listened to last Thursday's episode, make sure you go back and check that out. It's titled, We Made the Mistake So You Don't Have To. And we'll just jump right into part two of the life lessons we wish we learned sooner. I have a self-development one too, but it's completely unrelated to yours, but good timing. So mine is, if you can't be alone, you'll never be fulfilled. <laughs> and like, it, oh, look like at me. it's so funny. Well, it's so funny because I had a, like, I had just like a few words when we, cause we, this was on our list. Yeah. We had like a huge list of ideas and I have had this since the day we put that on the list. But then Ryan and I were talking about like the day I sent those as the, and we, this ended up being a topic of conversation of, um, Oh, saying something about how Theodore, like, had no interest in whatever, like, didn't want to play with me or anything, and how independent he was. And he was like, yeah, like, I'm really, like, like, it's sad as his parents. Yeah, but. That he's not shoved up our asses. <laughs> I needed to start with that. She's literally my shadow lately. <laughs> but, like, as an adult, because we are raising an adult, it's nice. And we were talking about that, and I went through a period where I couldn't do anything alone. And not just, like, I couldn't do anything alone, but, like, I couldn't, like, I couldn't mentally, I couldn't be reading unless my ex-husband was reading next to me. Or I couldn't be working out unless my friends were doing it. And I couldn't be applying for new jobs unless people were applying for them. And I had to, especially towards the end of my first marriage and being, like, single as an adult and living on my own, I really had to find comfort in doing things alone and Mm -hmm. that meant doing CrossFit where I knew no one and had no one I was talking to on a daily basis and that meant going out grocery shopping by myself and it meant um sometimes eating out alone and it meant going to the mall by myself and things like that which was something I really struggled with but after I found the solace and knowing I could do things alone nothing scares me and like again like this like Ryan has like gone through something similar but like if tomorrow i were to find out Ryan was cheating on me i'm going to be okay it's going to suck and it's going to be sad but i can live life alone and finding and like I promise I didn't put this on here. No, it was like completely. <laughs> I like I literally we were talking about this and I was like, oh, this is gonna feel so targeted. No, I but guess. um, it uh, it's just like one of those things like finding independence in yourself and not just like the capability of doing it, but the comfort in doing things alone is like one of the best things you'll ever do for yourself. See, it's so interesting, too, because there's been several times where you say that I'm you three years ago or whatever. Yes. And you're me three years ago. <laughs> this is literally something that I'm still trying to learn because, and I actually like thinking, I like now that I've learned that, like how you say you're raising like adults, adults and I really like thinking of it like that because I feel like I, I really need to hear that. But I'm also like with the whole, be as an adult now. And that's even, I think we've had this conversation recently because of the trip I went on uh, in this past summer. And I was literally ready to leave the first day Mm because I felt like so alone, which I kind of feel like was 
a little... It was a little... It was literally a group trip, and yeah. I was, like, feeling that way. But um, I struggled so hard through that trip because I don't... I couldn't cope with being alone like that. And so I've been... I feel like I've been putting in some work for that, especially because my husband's gone for, like, three weeks at a time. I mean, I'm not alone, but, like, I really like that lesson. I need to, like... That's something I strive to be able to do. Yeah. So I think it's really important. It is. It's so important. And I think, like, Danielle is a really good example because Danielle is incredibly independent. Um... Of, like, someone who, like, is so comfortable in herself that, like, she can't, like, you can't touch her. You, she won't, like, Danielle is single, and she's not willing to compromise any of her values to date. Like, she has decided, and, like, that's because Danielle is, like, so solid in who Danielle is by herself. Yeah. Okay, what's next? Uh, let's see. This is actually something, it's so cool, though. That a lot of the lessons I've learned, I've learned since meeting you. And it's not like, you know, it's (laughs) because of you. But it's like, I realize so many of your values are like, are things I want. And also, it's your age. Yeah. I didn't start learning my life lessons until I was 25. It's like a time machine. I literally have to be like... In my soul, you were me three years ago. Like, like, You're like, you're going to learn these now. Even in what's... Well, like... My dad used to say, so my dad was a drug user at one point in his life. And this was the one that kind of came back is, I learned the lesson, so you don't have to do it the hard way. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like what I want. Like I, some lessons I learned the hard, some lessons you're going to have to learn the hard way. Yeah. But listen, I'm here so you don't have to. But like, even with what you're going through right now, while that was probably more like four years ago for me. Yeah. Like you have lived through scenarios that are so like similar but like just because like they're life things yeah that I have been through um and so like that it's it's it, it's like looking back and then like in a way where it's like you handle them with way more grace than I did at the time and so you're over here like you taught me all this I'm like if you could have seen me living through what you're living through you would have been like that bitch is crazy <laughs> So this is, it's about establishing boundaries and enforcing them from day one. There are a lot of boundaries we have now that are harder to enforce, but it's like, we didn't know to have them before. And so there's a lot of things we wish we would have known, but that that also feels like an excuse. Like sitting down and actually talking about those things might've been helpful too, but, um, yeah, boundaries is like something... In our society, you know, it's it's new, I feel like. It's something it's, new. It's new, and it's also, like, I feel like it's become, I think, like, the Jonah Hill situation is a great example. Um, it's weaponized now. It's, like, it's a buzzword that's being used. Yeah. Boundaries are you. I will not be around this person. Yeah. I will not do this. I will. A good boundary. I will not feed my kids die. So if you do it. Like, yeah, it's not, you cannot eat die. It is not. Or like the Jonah Hill situation is a great example. If he would have said, my boundary is I do not date people who post provocative pictures online. Mm-hmm. But he said, I have a boundary that you cannot surf, that you cannot. Yeah, and see, that's it. That That's where it's weaponized. Boundaries are you and that. They're hard. And they're hardest on you. 
Um, and like, that was like a lesson I really, like boundaries was a lesson I had to learn the hard way. And I have been no contact at one point or another with both of my parents, both of my parents who I am in, like and my mom, even our relationship is building so strong. Mm-hmm. I am, and we all know how I talk about my dad. Yeah. There was a point where I was no contact with my father. And like, you had, you didn't know that side of me. You've only yeah. known where I am today. And like, y- y- can you imagine? No, like that's crazy. And it's like boundaries was something I had to learn. And kind of the big thing I've learned is there are rules and rules can be discussed. Yeah. And there are boundaries and that is a closed conversation. Yeah. And that's like, if you're trying to classify something, is it a rule or is it a boundary? And when you can classify things correctly, you can act correctly. But the only thing I have to say about boundaries is they are some of the hardest things you will ever do. But your life will, as long as you're doing them for the right reasons, your life will never be worse off for setting them, no matter how hard the boundary is. Right. I also feel like boundaries need to be, like, obviously vocalized. Because you can't just set a boundary oh, yeah. and expect people to know. Oh, 100%. So that's another thing that I feel like... we When we first initially were like, okay, we're going to set these boundaries. But, like, we didn't tell anyone. So whenever they do something, we're like, that's not... We're like, oh, well, that was on us for not saying... We So speaking of vocalizing boundaries, I think Ryan and I might have learned a lesson with boundaries raising kids. Raising Theodore. Um, and that is, like sometimes we like we have boundaries that we haven't vocalized but not because they're not important to us but because there has never been a realistic presentation of someone crossing our boundary oh right it just hasn't needed to be established it's not it's it's never needed to be said and there was a point where we did like kind of start vocalizing our list and and we did it to jill and jill was like she started to panic thinking well I would never do that do you really think I'm gonna do that are you not gonna allow me around my grandson because you think I might do that and it's not like we thought she would do that but we were just like oh we'll be honest but then we stopped and we thought about like well that's never you're right we did we caused undue stress for something that never needed to happen and so like that's like there is like I would say nine times out of ten you need to vocalize them yeah but like for example if like you're pre-planning something the way I do and you create a list maybe keep some of the ones you think would never happen ever until a situation comes up yeah and then just politely say hey we're not gonna allow that that's actually not okay (laughs) boundary right here okay so let's see okay was that you yeah that was me okay um friends are your real soulmates yes i love that uh friends are your i I just want to say again friends are your real soulmates they are like your partners are fantastic and they speak to your soul and they love you and they speak to your heart but your friends are your real soulmates and nothing is like clear to me than that than like especially the group of friends of friends i have now but Cassie and I have been friends since we were 16, and uh, she lives three hours away, and all week this week, every single day, the only conversation we have, I love you, I love you too, I miss you, I miss you too, come in with me, leave the kids behind, okay, bye, <laughs> and like stuff like that, and it's just like one of those things where I can be having like a really bad day, 
and just she knows she can connect or you know or Danielle knows and I love Ryan with every part of my being but I one I learned this lesson before Ryan um but two it's just They're like, they're the people, your true, real friends. Those are the people that are there for you when everyone else leaves. Yeah. They're the people, like. Or they should be, anyways. That if they're not, real, then, true friends are. Yeah. And here's the thing. And I know this is a really inappropriate joke to make, but only, I mean, only one person was at both of my weddings. <laughs> it wasn't my husband. <laughs> You know? I don't think it's inappropriate. It's just... Well, it's like, and like, that's it. It's like, you know, statistically, like, marriages are not foolproof. Now, do I hope mine never ends? 100%. But if it does, you're going to be there. Absolutely. Cassie's going to be there. Maisie's going to be there. Danielle's going to be there. I'm going to help you hide the body. <laughs> <laughs> when my dad dies, Cassie's going to be there. You're going to be there. You know, when my family needs taken care of, if something happens to me, you guys are going to be there. Mm -hmm. And two sides to this. Stop putting your energy into friends that you know are not your soulmate. As an adult, especially. Now, go out drinking, have fun with the bar. Like, Like, classify your friends correctly. And two, stop ditching your friends for your boyfriend. And I don't mean like, hey, I haven't seen my boyfriend all week and I'm dinner with him instead. Uh, everyone knows what I mean when I say that. <laughs> because those are the people that are there for you at the end of the day. If you want more elaboration on this, go back to our episode on, oh, which one was it? The one we did on your, your floor in your bedroom. Our friendship no, red flags. Things no. have changed our mind, mind on. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Either one's good. a good but listen. But it's just like... <laughs> It's like one person in my life watched me go from who I was at 16 and who I was at 16 would not recognize who I am today. She'd be so proud of her. She would not recognize her. One person watched me do that. One person watched me get married when I swore I would never get married. One person held my hand through the divorce. One person helped me deal with everything then one person watched me find ryan and one person watched me go from i'm never having kids to 7 a.m on a saturday morning calling screaming i'm pregnant and cassie and i's friendship has transcended time it's transcended distance Maisie and i's friendship has transcended distance and it's transcended like Friend groups where I was cut out of a certain friend group that she was still spending time with. And it transcended that. Like, she didn't let them deteriorate me. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Like, Danielle and I haven't been friends very long, but same thing. She was around people who had no interest in being around me. And You and I were just, like, too solid. (laughs) Yeah, that's, like... (laughs) You and I are just, like, eh. But, like, you and I have, like... Especially if we were 16 or 15 friend struggles that we wouldn't have overcome. Yeah. And it's just, those are your soulmates. Those are the people that bring you life when you could. And not to say your husband or your partner can't. Right. But friends are your, friends are your real soulmates. I love that. 
men are your lovers or boyfriends, <laughs> partners are your lovers and friends are your soulmates. <laughs> My next one actually kind of goes along with that because I put, you create your village. You don't have to rely on what you have. So there was a time when, I guess, for example, like whenever we had our son, we had one kid, we had a lot of support, we had a lot of involvement in our life. And I don't know why, but when we had our second kid, it kind of like, and this is more for like family, but like, it was kind of way less. And I don't, it, that doesn't make sense to me because like, you, you kind of need more. more. And so there was actually a time for almost a year that if I had an emergency, I don't know who I would have called. Like, I didn't have anyone that like, I felt like I could call like that that would that I would knowingly drop everything to make sure because they weren't there for me at any other point and that year was when Alan was traveling so I was doing it by myself most most of the time so I was literally in panic mode half the time thinking what happened like if something happens like who would I call Alan's 12 hours away and so since then I've since all of that I've really put so much energy into creating a village where I know no matter what big little like whatever I'm covered and mm-hmm. I'm supported emotionally, mentally, physically. Whenever I need help, I can call you and I know you'll like, I know there's times you might not be able to drop everything unless it was like a real emergency, but you've literally <laughs> come over so I could take a shower. 100% of the time. <laughs> you've literally brought my kid like cinnamon rolls just because he like needed something. To- I like how you made the shower. I think like such an ordeal, but both kids fell asleep like five <laughs> seconds after <laughs> But it's just, and it's stuff like that, and so. Just to, like, build on, like, you creating your village and how friends are your soulmate. When you yeah. brought Charlotte home, who was it? Who held your hand through everything? Who were you living with when you, oh, Charlotte? Cora. And she's been there since. Your the, kids call her mommy Cora. Yeah. And now I get to help her be and be there for her with her kid. And it's so, I'm so grateful to have that, like, part of her life. Like, I'm grateful she lets me be a part. And that's something I struggled with a long time that I've recently had to get over because there's a lot of people I'm like, I would love for them to feel like I'm so grateful to be able to have a part in their life. They're not willing to, like, they don't want it. It's, I, like, it's, that's kind of something we talked about in parenting, but let me finish, let me touch this topic real quick. Uh, Again. No partner who wasn't those kids' fathers would ever... Half of kids' fathers wouldn't hold a candle to what Cora did for Mm -hmm. you with Charlotte. And you created a village. And, like, because your friends are your real soulmates. Yeah. My my village is made up more of friends. Oh, yeah. Than it is of family. And I'm okay with that now. I used to really just dwell... I don't know if I could, like, distinguish anymore. Friends and family. Oh, really? It's just, like, that's, like, to me, like, all, like... You, Cassie, like Elizabeth is the friend I see the least, but she is, has always been there at the call. Yeah. You, Elizabeth, Maisie, Danielle, Cassie are all auntie. Yeah. Aunt Val, Aunt Danielle, Aunt Cassie, Aunt Maisie, Aunt Elizabeth. That's who you are to my son because that's who you are to my son and that's who you are to me. Yeah. I just like, and it kind of goes into another one I have, but I had... I don't know if it was the way I was raised, but you're, you had, there was like expectations for your family. You're like, if you're my family, you're supposed to be there for me. And a lot of people have proven that they don't believe that, especially mm-hmm. my family. And so I had to like, let go of that. And I've even had conversations with them like, Hey, this is like, I'd love to be able to have you guys involved more or whatever. And they literally said, that is not a priority for me right now. Yeah. 
And so I had to accept, like, I had to accept it's their life, whatever. But I had to really grow from, like, I have to make my village of people who want to be in it. Mm -hmm. Rather than expecting people who, because they're family, that they're supposed to. Like, that's... They they just, yeah, like, free free rides aren't a real thing. Yeah. And, like, I, like, I I feel like sometimes it's really privileged of me, like, oh, yeah, you, like, if family doesn't want to be a part of it, like, they don't get to be a part of it. I feel like that's really, like, kind of tone deaf for me to say because my family is like so involved oh yeah but it's just it's see it was like shocking to me though because like how involved everyone was when we had jack to now oh yeah it's like i say all the time i feel really bad for the second kid i just never knew that i don't know if that is that a thing i think so i mean like i've just never heard i think it's like it's like so my stepmom has five kids and like I was 16 when she got, when she had Trevor, and I was really unfamiliar with all that. So I was like, oh, when are we doing the baby shower? Or oh. <laughs> who's going to do the baby I was talking to someone else, and everyone was telling me how tacky it would be to do a baby shower for the fifth kid. And I was like. Yeah, but wasn't that kid, like, way spread out? No. Sarah was three. Oh, okay. I'm like, I They're was actually spread talking. out from my dad. Yeah. Because I was 16, and I was my dad's biological. I was just place. talking, and I think it was my brother's wife. I was like. I was like, oh, you probably won't do a baby shower. She's like, I don't know. It's been like five years. And I was like, that makes sense. But like the idea that you people around you think it's tacky to do that. She probably thought she was done. I love baby showers. I'm like, you can have 500 kids. I'll come to every single one. It's like, oh, I'm sick of buying gifts for them. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Don't buy a gift. Show up. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. But I do think that's like a general concept. Like, well, I helped you with the first kid. You're fine now. Stop. Stop popping babies out. (laughs) Yeah. But then everyone's like, when are you having another kid? Yeah. No. No, I literally, so I all the time I say, like, I feel bad for the next kid, and Jill goes, don't, they'll be just as loved. Aww. And I was like, we probably had, like, a collective 70 people at birthday parties mm-hmm. in the last two weeks for this child, and I really hope they're not as loved. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, I really hope they're not so loved that my father-in-law buys them a BB gun for their first birthday. Oh, and I now- was wondering what you meant when you're like, you didn't even buy the most obnoxious Did you not see that? No, I saw it, but I was like, I literally was thinking, like, which one did she not like more? <laughs> the, well, worse. This is worse. Um, Tyler has now heard of this. Tyler's my the brother. And he's like, you would have had my head. He's like, all bets are off now. So I looked Ryan down the eyes and said, your dad is responsible for whatever he does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My turn? Yeah. Love isn't passion and fire and romance all the time. Love is safety. Yeah. Like, marriage is not lasting because of, I can assure you it's not lasting because you are just madly in love and want to rip each other's clothes off every second of the day and everything they do is the most romantic thing you've ever said. I can assure (laughs) you. Love is knowing. Love is feeling like you can go home in the worst mood ever or the best mood ever. Love is knowing that you can not speak all day or you can talk 24-7. Or, again, not knowing, but feeling, you know, feeling. That yeah. you can bring anything to the table. like anything. And they're not going to walk out the door. Yeah. Yeah. Love is love, lasting love, lasting, maybe not even love is the word, lasting relationships, lasting commitment is built on safety, mm-hmm. not on passion. I wholeheartedly agree. And I know that it's not... Very romance novel reader of me. (laughs) 
Um, I know that's very much not live your life to your fullest. Yeah. Experiment and enjoy everything of me. Yeah. But when you settle down at the that's end of me, the day. Though. Like that, what you, like, that's me. When you, Safety. who you want to start a family with, who you want to build your future with is safety. It's not romance. I know that no matter what I come home in whatever mood and whatever I say and however angry I am or however happy I am or however joyed I am or if I didn't touch my phone all day to text Ryan back or if I text him 10 times in a row when he couldn't respond, I know that he's going to be there. I know he's not going anywhere. Yep. I love feeling that too. Like we- I know. Like, I think that's, like, just it. It's, like, until you experience it, it's the best. Never wondering. Yeah. That's so cool that we share that. I know. Well. But we're not going to, like, give them all the credit. <laughs> no, because, like, again, like, I, I as, like, a natural born wor- worrier, had to, like, find, like, half of my safety comes from knowing I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Half of everyone's safety will, like, as soon as, again, like, as soon as you realize, like, you'll be okay, if it doesn't work out, you'll be able to give more. Yeah. And you can be, like, more fulfilled. You'll be more authentic, more authentic, more yourself, less watered down, because even, like, even if you know that person isn't going to leave, again, I'm so sorry. No. (laughs) Even if you know that person's going to leave, but you're scared they might, because what would you do? Yeah. You like that's still like the in the but that's unsafety on your part, and like that's like just it is like safety is where it's at. Yeah, I feel like you could add to that just more like a I guess it would just, I could just add this to my list, but like what word did I use? Like, have build your own security before you like commit. Yeah. Necessarily. Like, or like, just make sure you're secure in your life, no matter what could happen, that you are safe within and yourself. We've said it once, we'll say it a thousand times in child marriages pre 25. <laughs> That's my next point right here. I labeled it don't get married too young, but I, I want to change it to your brain's not fully going... developed until you're 25, guys. Stop. <laughs> if you're going to get married young, you need to make sure you have those hard conversations that you might. You might not even know you need to have. Mm -hmm. I had no idea I needed to have certain conversations when I got married that young. But, like, you need to have those conversations. Your boundaries, your goals, like, your values, all those things need to be talked about. And honestly, I could be talking and saying this and everyone's like, well, duh. I didn't know that. No, it's not not a well, duh. And here's the thing, right? You and I got married at 19. Yeah, I was 19, he was 20. Is 19-year-old Val that Alan married the person he's married to today? No, and that makes me want to cry because I'm like, no. he did not sign up for my, like, no, but mental that's, illness. No, but that's it, he did. He, and, like, here's the thing, like, who you marry, like, Ryan and I ha- have been married for a year and a half. I am not the person Ryan married. I was talking today about taking my LSATs to go to law school after he graduates. Oh, no. <laughs> You're like, fuck that. I'm out. Now we're not going to have any time to record because you're going to be studying all I was the literally time. like, why do I do this to myself? Because I still have to fit in podcasts. Uh, yeah. We, we, trying to be Kim, Kim Kardashian over here. Ryan, like, <laughs> speaking of, Ryan didn't marry a podcaster. Like, and Ryan is not the same person I married. 
But marriage, especially if you want it to be for life, you are, you're not marrying that person. That's not who you're going to be married to forever. You're marrying who they may become. Yeah. So knowing how their value system works and how, one, knowing how easily influenced they are is important. Knowing if they think we should go to their mom for everything, you're marrying their mom's decisions then, like... Those kind of things, it's 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 not a just like, oh, do you want kids? I want kids. Do you want to be raised in the church? Yep, I want to do that. Do you want to, do you want me to be a stay-at-home mom or is it okay if I work? It, that's not, it's not that simple. Yeah. It's not. And it's so interesting to me, too, because who I was then would never have thought I would be a stay-at-home mom, that I'd be homeschooling, that I would, like, all these, that he would be traveling away from us most of the time. Like, I never would have thought that. I won't, I wouldn't want to change any of that, but it's like. I wonder if we had those conversations, though, if, like, those probably still wouldn't have been our answers. Like, I would be like, no, of course I want to work. You know, I planned on working. And so, even so, like, I still think those should be had. But I'm also, like, like, wondering, like, how different life would be. It's so much more than just the basic answers. It's the, like, how how do we want to resolve conflict? How do we want to do this? Like, it is the what happens if tomorrow I wake up and everything about me has changed. It's so interesting to me, too, because, well, I sit there and I worry about, like, how different I am now. And that's not who he married, technically. Mm-hmm. He will literally be like, I married you because I knew you were going to become a mom to our yeah. kids. Like, I knew, like, you were going to go through postpartum, like, all this stuff. Like, he he was prepared for all that. And, like, I'm over here just feeling bad for him. Like he has to deal with me, but he literally will tell me, I signed up for this. And like, he, like, we're going to do this together. I think like, that's so interesting. And again, this is, could be said because Alan is an empathetic person. He's yeah. like a much more emotional person than normal, but you don't think Alan sits there and says, I feel bad because she didn't marry someone who was going to be gone three weeks a month. See, I just feel like men don't change as much as women do. Because like, they do. literally physically change having kids and, like, mentally and all this stuff. But I feel like he's been fairly consistent. Just, like... But, again, it's, never... it's, like, the thing of, like, your kid doesn't... Each day doesn't feel bigger than yesterday. But then when you look back to last month, they're giant. Yeah, you don't notice. Like, true. you don't notice it. But, like, if you were to sit down and you were to analyze everything Alan had said and, like his you know his friends like even like those kind of things and how different they are just like we watched like because our husbands were in the same group of friends we watched them leave that group of friends and then reconnect with a smaller portion of it and they have like a completely different outlook on it now than they did before that's true and that's like like that's like one we watched that happen in the time we've been friends yeah there is so much growth happening yeah Plus, you probably didn't marry him thinking he was going to dress the way he dresses, oh and here gosh. we are. <laughs> no, one thing I didn't know after before we got married was that he is, like, uppity about his shoes. Yeah. I buy Walmart shoes. Yeah. He's like, no, I have to have Vans. And I'm like, there was a time when we were broke. Like, we didn't have a lot of money. And he's like, I need new shoes. So I was like, okay. There's like, they're like 15 bucks at Walmart. He's like, no, it's got to be Vans. And I'm like, I like to eat. <laughs> but no, I had no idea. But obviously that's, you know, little, yeah. but... Also, he didn't marry someone who could cook as well as you did. I'll guarantee that. So he lucked out. <laughs> okay. I think that's the last one I have, so I don't... Oh, I have I have two more, but one is, like, not that serious. It's very funny. Okay. So in terms of relationship and trust and safety, if you go looking for something, you'll find it. So trust is better than confirmation. 
If you think your partner's cheating on you, that's it. That's all the confirmation you need. You don't need to call, or that's that's all you need. You don't need to confirm they are. You don't need they're not. Yeah. Now, if you, if you think every person in the world has cheated on you, you've probably got some deep-seated issues you should work out before you get into another relationship. But if you've been in a happy relationship and, okay, never mind. If you think your partner's cheating on you, that's all you need. This is kind of my thing. Because if you go looking for their phone, go looking through their phone, or go looking through their likes on social media, or go looking through the you're going to find something. Mm-hmm. We have, everyone has a thing called confirmation bias. Anytime you're researching anything where you already have an opinion, you're going to find something that supports it. You're going to find something. If you go looking, now you may find like black and white, he's definitely cheating on you. Great. Did you get anywhere? No. But you may find he liked this girl's pictures, three pictures in a row, and like that's really weird. And like, I don't. Seriously. Love the backtrack, baby girl. I literally keep thinking you have another cat because of this thing down here. Oh, yeah. Like, every time I'm like... That was, like, what was in that box that used to sit on the TV stand. Oh, okay. Um, but if you go looking for something, you're going to find it. And then what happens... If you find something that maybe could be that, then you you don't trust more. And, like, you've now spiraled any... Confirmation isn't what you need. If you don't need confirmation that you can trust them, you don't need confirmation that you can't trust them. Mm Mm-hmm. You either trust them or you don't. Unfortunately, Ryan and I were literally talking about how, like, we're people who can fake empathy but don't have genuine empathy because we both see the world really black and white. Mm-hmm. And so, we were, like, we were talking about, like a, like, a term of work and, like, how we have to have, like, hard conversations with, like, things like that. And he was like, yeah, I'm really good at them, but they kind of annoy me at the end of the day because I don't understand it. So really, I just feel like I'm lying to them. I said, oh, you're good at faking empathy, but you don't have actual empathy. And he goes, that was rude. <laughs> I, was like, it's, I, was like, it's, I was like, this is coming from the least empathetic person on the planet. I was like, we're going to be like, this is going to be like a part we struggle with parenting. Like, we know it. Because to us, it's black and white. Mm-hmm. And so I know this sounds really empathetic, but it's black and white. If you don't trust someone, don't be with them. If you don't trust anyone, get therapy. <laughs> you're like, no. <laughs> Do, like, you're my, no, I was thinking you're my therapist. Oh. And I don't, well, I don't, I don't know how I you're my therapist. I am not responsible for, <laughs> as this is not medical advice because I am not a doctor. Um, I, again, you and Alan got married really young and you've been married for a while, like, Obviously, like, I'm not saying, you're never going to trust someone 100% of the time. But, like, again, that underlying, like, thing is there. Like, I don't know. I've never thought Alan would be cheating on me. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not. Because it's never, oh, that's. You're making it sound like I'm, like, worried right now. No, 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 I'm not. Because, oh. like, I'm, again, I just genuinely think over the course of, like, you guys have been been married for six years now. Yeah. How long have you been together? Eight? Or no, even longer than that. Ten. Ten. Over the course of 10 years, you've never wondered? Never I've thought? never had a... No. I've never worried about that. Have you, like... Huh? No. No, I'm going to leave Any it Any single that. time, I'm like, I don't like this girl. He'll, I won't even ask. He'll immediately delete yeah. her. But, like, before it... Like, before, like, there's never been a time where you didn't say anything. Or when you said something, it's because you... Oh. No. See? Safety. Safety. I literally have it. I've, I've never had you just to worry trust, about that. Again, trust. So you've never had to go through his phone because no. it doesn't matter because trust is more important than confirmation. There's never been a time where I'm like, hey, can I see your phone? And he hesitated. Unless it was like he was like ordering me something. He was worried I'd see it. But 
You know those, like, videos where it's, like, it looks like they're gonna go grab for the phone, or, like, and, like, the guy thinks it's, like, his beer or something, they grab their beer or the cookie really oh. quick and, like, leave their phone there? I'm like, no, I'm thinking of the ones where the girl grabs the phone and runs into the bathroom and he barrels through the door. Yeah, okay, <laughs> one, one, if that, like, if you grab his phone and he panics, yeah. put it down, don't hurt your own feelings, leave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I literally joke about that all the time because, like, like, I said something and Ryan, like, Ryan will make a joke about his phone. I'll be like, no, I don't want to hurt my own feelings. <laughs> I've literally heard you say that. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, I'll tell him. I was like, no, go through my phone. You don't want to hurt your own feelings. <laughs> but it's like, at that point, if you're at the point where you're going through your partner's phone or, like, you're, like, at a level, like, trust is more important than confirmation. Mm-hmm. I like that. I've never thought of it that way, but that really does make a lot of sense. Though, in my mind, I'm like, while I believe that, I still feel like I could not let something go unless I knew for sure, too. Not that I wouldn't make that decision beforehand, but... Yeah, but it's like... like, And I understand I why you why think you that way, but it's like... But I think that's a big thing. The whole, like... This is now spiraling into another life lesson I've added. We're over an hour. Um, especially in... Rela- I think friendships almost more than relationships, but in relationships are a big one. Why would you do this to me? Why would you do that? Nothing they say will ever be good enough. See, me and I don't actually have this conversation a lot whenever we've been told that that's happened to somebody. I'm like, it hurts less to leave someone than to make them feel they're not good enough by cheating on them. It, but here's the like, thing. You can leave so easy. It doesn't, they could, they, again, but like ruin not to say like, it's like a good enough reason, but someone could have a clear cut reason for why they did it. Right? Yeah. Like, and here's the thing. It's going to be, like, for example. It's always something dumb. Like, you didn't give me enough attention or, you know. Well, here's the thing. I couldn't get a hold of you, so I couldn't break up with you because you were on a flight and I couldn't call you and do it. And she was right there. Right? What? That's a clear cut reason. (laughs) No, like, listen. That's insane, though. But here's the thing. No matter. you can't wait a couple hours. No matter what the why it. Well, here's the thing, right? You got a clear cut reason. It wasn't good enough because that's insane. No, I couldn't wait a couple hours. Well, that's insane. That's not good enough. Yeah. Nothing, if someone hurts you, don't, your closure isn't real. Why? And again, even more so in friendships. Closure isn't real. And I have been there trying to figure out why, why? Spiraling down, asking question after question after question after question. And he looked me down the eye and he said, why are you doing this? Nothing I say will ever make you happy. Mm -hmm. I didn't believe him then. When it hit me, God, I hated it more that he was right than that I learned the lesson. Nothing they say will ever be good enough. And learn this lesson from me instead of some garbage human being looking you straight in the eye and be like, I don't know why you keep asking. I hurt you and you're obviously hurt and I feel bad and I've told you why, but nothing I say will ever be good enough. Learn it from me instead of from that guy. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Everyone do me a solid real quick. (laughs) Give me some redemption here. But yeah. So my last one is, again, very unserious, but it's a lesson I wish I learned a lot sooner, and that was to listen to my dad. Do I listen to my dad now? No, but I wish I would have learned the lesson. It's really annoying, but I wish I would have. Anything in particular that you can think of? You're like, oh, man, he was right. God. Don't worry, we won't let him listen to it. (laughs) Anything. My dad doesn't listen. Anything in particular. Yeah, like 10 things. I'm going to regret it when we don't get that hole filled in in my driveway crack. I know. I'm like, I literally think about it. I'm like, wonder what he's going to say. <laughs> uh, 
no, I like literally like blinked, but I wish I would have listened to my dad a lot sooner. Lots of things. I, well, my dad didn't want me to get back with my ex-husband whenever he left me before our wedding. Should have listened to him. Damn. Is he the only one? <laughs> you would be surprised how many people like just be in it. Again, it goes to like, I had this strict would not complain at all about my mm-hmm. partner. Um, but I was daddy's little girl at that point. He knew. So, yeah, he was he was pretty much the only one who did not want me to get back with my ex-husband. I actually feel like I have one more. It's kind of like, I saw this thing that it's like, careful who you vent to, because vents flow into other rooms. rooms. Yeah. And there's so many things that That's I... That's like I say all the time, like, if people feel comfortable telling all of this shit about someone they're close to to you, what are they saying about you behind your back? Yeah. It's like all in the same vein. And it's so interesting to, like, have that confirmed by having told someone something once and hearing it from someone else. Like, don't, like, you know, they bring it up and you're like, well, that's interesting. But, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like... Insane. Well, this is like I would love because this will be the second time we mentioned the Kardashians this episode. Wasn't it Kim one time who like told a bunch of her friends like, oh yes, yeah, like after the Paris robbery or something like that, she was trying to figure out how information was getting out, and so she told all of her friends something different, and whatever was reported to the tabloids is how she found the leak. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's like an older story. Like, do you know who it was? I'm no. Gonna, oh man, I'm gonna have to go watch. That. Have you watched the new season? No. Okay, can we watch that first episode together? Because I feel, I've heard so many times the only interesting part is the Courtney Kim fight, and that's at the beginning. So if we get tired after 20 minutes, we're good. (laughs) Okay, I'm down. All right. So make sure you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. You can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Self Misguided Podcast. We are very active in our DMs, so... Chat with us. We'd Chat love with to us. talk to you. Yeah, we'd love to talk to you. Let us know what you want to hear and what you want less of. We are... We'll consider kind of, yeah, <laughs> We're kind of... We're beginning to start... Like we mentioned in a previous episode, we are revamping the way we plan and we're getting more focused in the podcast. So we are in those stages still. Um, we can't wait for you guys to join us again because at the end of the day, aren't we all self-misguided? I mean, I still don't listen to my dad. So what do I know? 